Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, we are back with that Davis show. It's been a minute. By a minute, I mean it's been a week. Uh, but definitely here to sit there, talk a little bit of sports, have a little bit of levity, and just chop it up with my guy, executive producer of the show, Ryan Bukabeski. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski 1 and Ryan, no, Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram. And I'm Kenneth Davis. You can follow me at That's Davis on any and all platforms, unless it's like some super young one that I haven't put taken that that uh, handle from just yet. I used to go and grab them, but, but lately I've kind of been like, you kids do what the hell you want to do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's laying uh, low for now. That's all. I'm laying low. I'm laying low right now. But yeah, we got to talk about a little bit about uh, jerseys, the City Connect jerseys here. We know the White Sox uh, unveiled theirs last week, and the Cubs have popped out with the Wrigleyville joints this week. Uh, definitely got to talk about MVP Chatter. All right. And also, definitely the playoffs, what's going on in the NBA. Uh, maybe a little touch on uh, Ryan's pick or my pick for coach of the year. We found out that Tom Thibodeau won former Bulls head coach 11 years after he won it with the Bulls. He won it with the New York Knicks. Um, so, this is just some of the host of things that we have to go over. Ryan, real quick, how are some you doing? NFL man? news, too. Oh, yeah. We do have some NFL news. I forgot about the NFL news. But how are you doing, Ryan? Uh, no complaints. I'm pretty happy. Playoffs in the air. We got uh, football talk. I'm happy when we have shows like this. What's going on in your personal life? Any new dates? Anything like that? No, I'm uh, I'm potentially doing an interim like job. Maybe not quite step up, but half a step up. Okay. Uh, but I'll be working from home. I have been actually lately, but I'll be working from home for the foreseeable future, probably for the next month. Okay. All right. So we can get one of those morning shows in and get this out of the way early. All right. So <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, listen, let's go off top. Off top. Taking it off the top, the tippy. Oh, my people. All right. Let's start off with the City Connect Wrigleyville jerseys. I was reading an article by out of the Tribune by Megan. Um, let me, I hope I don't mispronounce this. Megan Montemiro. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Megan. If not, please hit me up and let me know what the, pronounce, the correct pronunciation is. Uh, and you see these joints, these like Marlin joints with Wrigleyville across the top. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be a tribute to the 77 neighborhoods of the city and uh, I believe the municipalities. Uh, but then, you know, the Cubs, then the Cubs had to take a shot. This is what was in the article. The reality is we know we have fans beyond. Well, the, well, the White Sox opted for the South side across their Jersey. The Cubs didn't consider using the North side on theirs. The reality is we know we have a fan ba- a fans beyond the North side. So we just okay. felt like there was a bigger opportunity here to make this about the city. Uh, Fritz said uh, that was never really something we had debated. We always wanted it to be a celebration of all 77 neighborhoods of the city of Chicago, which is a stab. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is, that, is that a fact or a stab? That's a, oh, no, no, no. First of all, the Sox have fans beyond the South side. Oh, like, yeah. That's, I saw so one that's in North what, Dakota, believe it or not. That's what I'm saying when you're – that's a stab 
All right. Well, like that's what I mean. But then again, five guys outside of the South Side isn't exactly a population. Okay, you can take your little jokes. <laughs> all right. People from the South Side have moved all over the country, if not the world. All right. And also the South Side does not include Indiana. That's not oh, I I'm mean, not saying anyone hasn't moved from the South Side. They just immediately uh, lose the socks when they leave the South Side. That's my okay. theory. Okay. <laughs> you want to play these games. Okay. Watch watch yourself. All right. Watch yourself 2016 socks with your little uh your little second place to the Brewers right now because you're gonna be looking listen, when they blow your motherfucking team up. All right. All right. All right. All right. right. I've been very kind to you on on these <laughs> on this podcast all right so now if you want to start taking those little trivial shots we could go there if you want to go there all right while i'm ascending while we're growing out here all right if you want to if you want to take that but uh, i guess you feel in a certain kind of way you you like those jerseys is that is that the tell issue? me you, you like- tell me you have a uh, epilepsy please no i'm not not with that okay Damn. but what what, you, what were your thoughts about the cubs wrigleyville jerseys i like both sides oh, i'll see you on that bs no like I mean, it just team specifically. I'll tell you this: to me, they're like I, both kind of missing something. And I well, think the socks are doper. I think they're doper. Yeah. But they're I both? think there's could have been an added element to make it more to make it three dimensional. I, I, I don't look at. I feel like both are missing just a little bit. I don't want to. I want to say seasoning, but a little bit extra. And I did say this. Um, but what are you going to oh. do? The socks are white and black. I mean, the Cubs, you could get, argue with like the red, the white, the blue and their colors. Well, no, the, like, the socks aren't necessarily white and black. You could have went to the old jersey, the socks jerseys that they wore this past Sunday with the socks across the chest of the, the red, white and blue joints. And you could have done something around that. So you didn't have to. Don't forget they have a red jersey like you. There's different socks jerseys. Yeah, but that they're you primarily use. their colors black are white and black. Well, I'm just telling you. And I think they wanted something unique, too. I'm sure they wanted something gangster, which is what they got. All right. But I still feel like it could have been a little bit. There there could have been a little bit something extra. Um, And these, I don't, I just, this right here, there's nothing special about that. I I guess it's like what I don't like about the Cubs just overall is their uniforms. They only have a white pinstripe for their home uniform. So it's nice seeing another home uniform for me, even if these aren't the best. I I just don't like just seeing only white pinstripes. Okay. So that was I like how the White Sox have like that mix, you know, the black jersey with the white emblem for the home games, but also the white pinstripe with the black emblem. Mm. I like how they have a nice mix of jerseys. I wish the Cubs had more of that. Well, you should holler at them. I'll let your team. I'll let your team when you see me in the streets. Woo-hoo. Hey, real quick, what'd you think about that Manny Machado home run after Rizzo had uh, dropped that that foul ball? Or no, I dropped that out. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind no of one of those classic like you give up and out, and here's this home run. Like here we go. But they've just been. They played like everybody except for the Giants. They played them really well at home. They're struggling a little bit on the road, but the pitching just hasn't been there. That's what's killing me. Yeah, one and four right now on the West Coast trip. Yeah, but it's like the starters aren't really lasting that long. The bullpen mm-hmm. isn't been to shut down, and that's been the discouraging part because the offense hasn't necessarily been absent. They haven't been in every game, but you're usually getting about four runs. All right. 
And that's enough for baseball talk on this episode. All right, so listen, switching <laughs> over, because this is going to be NBA heavy. Nikola Djokovic won the MVP. If you didn't see this one coming, you are blind as a bat. Um, if you have a problem with this, something's wrong with you. Uh, to me, once Joel Embiid went down, uh, and, and th- there were certain points that you could, I, I could still say Nikola over Joel Embiid, especially with the West being uh, uh, more dominant than the East. But with the best record in the East, Joel definitely had his foot f- firmly put in that door to win MVP, missing 21 games. And the guy that you're going up against didn't miss games like that. You can't, in my house, you can't win it. Um, plus, the, the, just the iconic uh, uh, season that Nikola Jokic had and what he's still doing with Jamal Murray out. Well deserved. Well, he's been a top five MVP MVP candidate for what the last four or five years. So I'm happy. You you hate to see a player as good as him that broke into that echelon of being an MVP candidate and then never wins one. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like Spicy P, like uh, not Spicy P, like Playoff P. I'm sorry, I'm getting my P's confused. Paul George, uh, with the Oklahoma City year when he was like third. I think one of those years uh, uh, when he was in Indiana too, he was in the top five in MVP, MVP selection. But I think we all know that Paul George will never probably win MVP. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's not as deserving as Nikola Jokic with some of his antics either. But still, it's good to see someone break through and finally get one because uh, there's a chance he may never have the opportunity again. So, for someone who came to the NBA, uh, uh, bust his hump in the second round over the last year and a half, transformed his body uh, at, when the pandemic took place um, just to be a basketball savant. Man, hats off to him. Hats off to Arturis Karnasovas for being one of the head scouts over there in Denver with, with, with giving input to select him. Um, I like to see it, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's nice to see the switch up. Not just the switch up off of popularity because it's the, 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 the taste of the moment. The switch off of somebody who really deserves it. Me personally, I, th- I think Steph was killing it, uh, particularly in the second half of this year. But I can't have a team that basically gets into the playoffs through through, through the uh, play-in, and that guy wins the MVP. I know that they broke the rule for Wes- Russell Westbrook about five years ago when he had, like, what, the fifth seed in the West? But he had the that first uh, um, a triple-double season, which to me, I thought James Harden should have probably won it because I believe that year – Harden either I think Harden was leading the league in scoring and second in assists that year. Um, but Harden had his team in the top three in the and if not, I think it was top two in the in the West. And I, I think victories plays a part in the MVP. You cannot have uh, a team that's just not overall heavy-handed and being in a superior team in the league and you win the MVP because I'm just going off of growing up. That's why MJ couldn't get it before the Bulls said that they can really be winning when Clearly, he was the best player in the league. And I'm not just using that as a basis. The NBA, before we kind of got a hold of it, I mean, people of our generation, the Elk and Younger than us, where some things are easy and we don't care as much about some of these traditions. Uh, you couldn't be a, a team that was couldn't be a fourth seed or, or, or below and win the MVP, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you couldn't. You know what I'm saying? So even, even the year that... Um, even the year that Oscar Robinson won, I mean, had that first triple-double, he didn't win MVP that year. You know what I'm saying? So just, I just want people to, to put it in the proper perspective sometimes when people are like, man, Steph's the MVP. I think LeBron said Steph was the MVP. No, he's not the MVP. And I know you're enticing him with a little carrot if one day he wants to leave and come play with you, since you have to have every great player play with you. But uh, 
<laughs> no, it, he Steph Steph had a phenomenal year. It, listen, still take your hats off to what Steph did. What Steph reemerged and proved the type of guy he's going to be. And it's funny. I'll go back to a conversation, man. About five years ago, me and me and Tony were having over lunch, and this is when Tony was like, Steph was the greatest player in the NBA. And uh, one of the things I said to Tony, I was like, you know what they really need? They need a player that's a little bit better than Steph because Steph's going to break down and he needs to be the two player. Right. And Tony was like, and this is when Tony was at full on stuff. He was like, yeah, they really do. And we didn't know Kevin Durant was going to go there. But I have to say, Kevin Durant being there for those years helped you get the Steph that you are now because Steph didn't have to be the show like he is this season and parts of last season. Uh, but yeah, I don't believe that uh, Steph should have won it. I think it should have went to the Joker. So I'm happy with that. But what are your thoughts, Ryan? Uh, basically echoing your thoughts. Uh, really congratulations to him. I, he's such a unique player. Like he's just so unathletic, but he has this size and this touch and he's like, Maybe not like a Dirk shooter, but he's a really underrated shooter and just has. I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he's underrated, but continue, please. Well, I guess more so like, I don't know if shooter comes to mind necessarily immediately, but it should with his skill set. Like it's definitely as powerful as anything that he really has with post moves or his ability to pass and be a playmaker. And he always seems to respond. That's the other thing I really like about him. Like in the playoffs, there's so many times in the bubble last year, I doubted Denver and it would be usually Joker and Jamal Murray that really respond and leave that or lead that Nuggets team to a victory to come back in a series or advance, whatever. And even this year, you know, with Jamal Murray being out, Joker for what he's doing. Like, I really believe that if Murray was there, they probably would be in the finals. Like, I, I do don't too. think there's any question. I, I would have them over Utah for me. Too. Me too. If they had, if they had him, because I mean, when you look at what Michael Porter Jr. is doing now, right? It'd Man, be the polls. Oh, I just keep thinking about that lately. Yeah, it'd Should've be crazy. Them. Yeah, yeah, but it, it would be especially when you took Wendell Carter Jr. I know. Um, it'd be crazy. So I, I would too. If 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 Denver had his full accoutrement, I'd be like, yeah, Denver. I st- I'm still leaning towards Utah, even though <sighs> I let the Clippers pull me back in to this BS. I know better. I know, but I'm rooting. I my my mind is with Utah. All right, my mind is with Utah. A part of me, for some reason. Lives in Steve Steve Bomberville. Uh, I think it's Kawhi. It's really Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's, a good I, reason, just alone, right there. It's Kawhi, Kawhi. but see, Ka- Kawhi has disappointed too at times. I mean, he's a yeah. great player, but it's, it's sometimes the mentality. And I get you can't you can't step outside of yourself, but sometimes you got to step a little bit outside of yourself. You can still be you, but also try to raise the level of those players around you with just not by leading by example. Um, and I, I, I have to say this as we switch over to talking about some of the stuff that stood out to us in the playoffs um, last week. And we listen, let me preface it with this. We said who we were rooting for, not who we thought was coming out of the East. Because I think we said we thought the Nets. I just didn't want to root for the Nets is what I said. Right. Like I, I didn't want to root for the Nets. Uh, I want to, I, I'm, I'm rooting for I still am rooting for Milwaukee. But it's like they're done. <laughs> it happened so quick. Done. <laughs> it happened so quick. Well, where... it was after that game too, when Harden's out and you just lay an egg like that. It just feels over now. I mean, <laughs> totally, totally. 
And I mean, that point you just made Harden's. Imagine what they'd be doing if Harden was in there, right? Uh, oh listen, what KD, what KD did in game two. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh la, oh la. Hey, listen, for that, that layup, that was first people layup. Don't think he's top five. A top I five heard player? somebody say, when it's all over, he may be top 10. And I was like, shit. Right? right. Like, what? Like, I, listen, I don't, I'm not even about to pull my five out. We know LeBron and Mike is in there. Um, Man, then we got to start talking. Then we got to start. Then we got to start talking because a seven footer, dude, he blew his Achilles out. Dude, the fool, that layup, that reverse layup on the opposite side of the rim. What? Dude, you're not supposed to be able to do that at seven feet with the handle like that. Dude, no. Listen, it's a difference between, and we fail for it. Regular season and playoffs, and yep. him behind his blocking his shot in that game, and how he played KD. KD was like, "I got you, fool. All right, I, I got your ass. Right, wait to the right. wait to his real time. Right, wait to his right. really, really real. Right." And I think sometimes, even though it was he was he, he was he was helped tremendously by going to a team that was already a great team, but I think we fail to realize he still went to different levels because they went to the finals and he had been to the finals and he performed on that stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easier when you have, when Draymond's the only guy basically you can sink off of, you know what I'm saying? But still it's, it's the finals, you know, and you're playing yeah, LeBron. Boy, James. He's hitting the shot over LeBron in that original finals exactly. where exactly. it steals the finals. It's not like he's hitting that thing over, I don't know, some point guard on rotation or something like that, where it's like, Oh, of course, Kevin Durant's going to hit that. No, he's pulling up on LeBron, but LeBron had to stick five people and Kevin Durant had to stick like one. <laughs> Like I mean, I'm not knocking J.R. Smith, but I mean, they were dependent on J.R. Smith. It'd be different if it's like J.R. is coming yes. off the bench and he's hot or he's not. But it's like we need you, J.R. Yeah, compared I'm not to what Golden State cheating, was running with. But he okay. was definitely performing, like you're saying, in the finals. So that game right there, man. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the hell. If, if Milwaukee can still get their offense going. I don't think they can get it going like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and unless Harden maybe doesn't play the rest of the series or something I don't like think that. Harden's coming back unless they lose one or two. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to bring him back. You, you listen. You almost, depending on how the first game goes in the Eastern Conference Finals, you may not have to bring him back for a couple of games there because you may be able to pull it off without him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because that hammy is going to be bad throughout the year. You just hope that it doesn't flare up and he can kind of get through it. But that's a bad hammy right there. That's part of coming into camp not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah it was it was funny and cool, but there there is going to be a detriment by showing up to play live professional games and you're really not in the type of tip top shape that you're usually in. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, that that the fact that uh, Mike Bolden holds a brother, you better figure something out. Oof. All right, you better Job is on the line. Listen, listen, did Jason Kidd pull that that um his, to, to pull out from the Portland dig because he's trying to go back to Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I'm telling you what I would have done, right? But like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's some other gigs out here, man. And like, right now, g- 
goodness gracious. So that that series definitely stands out to me um, from it's just goodness gracious. What stands has stood out to you so far in the second round, if not the first two? Besides that disappointing series that the Nets and the uh, Bucks have become, um, I guess I'm a little intrigued by the other series because Joel Embiid is playing in this game against the Hawks and they're beating them. So does that mean Atlanta's just done now that Joel Embiid's back? What's the score? You see the score right now? 93 to 84 with about the full fourth quarter left to go. No, nah, that game went over yet with, with, with what Atlanta could do. No, but it is yeah. not looking good. Okay. I mean, but still, even with that, you're talking about it being tied 1-1 and it's about to go back to Atlanta. You but know what I'm saying? Would you just think with Joel Embiid back and playing well, does this mean it's pretty much like uh, not necessarily doomsday for Atlanta because like you said they can play really well and shoot really well but does this shift the 76ers as the favorite now no because Joe has to stay healthy I don't know if you saw game one he came down sometimes it's like what do you do listen I'm happy he goes all out at times but it was for a, a put back I think he was trying to put back Duncan to grab the rebound and it was like dude you cannot go you cannot come down so um, uncoordinated is the word that I'm looking for. And, and one, because you're a hell of an athlete, but two, dude, you're 300 pounds. You, you're too big for that. And when he came down, when I saw it live, I was like, damn, he didn't need to go get that one. That's what I said out loud to myself. Like, he didn't need to go get that. And at that point, I didn't know he kind of triggered it again a little bit. Um, but it's Joe. Is it how healthy he's going to be? Um, also, man, listen, it, it, listen, it depends on the role players with um, the Sixers and by real role players. And I mean, he shouldn't be listed as a role player, but I'm talking about Tobias Harris and, uh, and uh, Denny Gr- Dennis Green, um, because it's going to be about one Harris being the guy that can get it from anywhere. Uh, Green being a defensive guy that if, if it's him or Ben Simmons playing Trey Young can, he can stop slow Trey Young down, but also knock down some open threes because I think they're going to have to be able to score with Atlanta and also hope that Embiid uh, stays healthy. That's just one of those things about Embiid. I was thinking this last week about came to see, um, came to see Wiggins stay for Embiid, thinking about those old Kansas, that one year of Kansas. I shouldn't say old Kansas time, but I just remember watching them like when I first came to see Wiggins, like, okay, I'm going to check this Wiggins kids out. I'm like, who's in, who's in bed, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who is in bed? This kid has got some some dream on him, right? I remember thinking, like, who's in bed? Like, whoa, this kid, this kid could be number one. Like, I, I just remember, I remember talking to D about it, on the sh- and we came on the show, and he had said the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I root for Joel, but that health issue is, is definitely something. I'm not right now going to hands down count out Atlanta, but – I mean, to be honest with you, and I mean, seeding is one thing. Atlanta, after after Nate McMillan took over, got to this point where there was a fourth seed in the East. Um, but Embiid has powered them, and also when he got hurt, uh, to, to the, the number one seed in the East, and they should beat them. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to see Doc go out like that. So I'm, I'm probably – I'm definitely rooting for the 76ers because at least I would prefer to see the 76ers Take versus the Nets. Because even though you can say shooting wise, maybe Atlanta 
Atlanta's not ready for the for the for the no. skill set of the Nets. You know, so that's they, that's like a year or two off. And I'm not saying they'll ever be ready, but they're not ready for the, just the, the basketball IQ that the Nets are putting out there right now with only two of their players. It's totally dude, you got some you got you got savants out there, man. You got you got some of the most brilliant basketball players in a generation, if not ever. Um, and I don't think Atlanta's ready for that type because these dudes didn't even get any get any wreck with each other. And it's just like we know this game. We're about to show right. you what the hell we can do. So, like, I, I I hear some people saying that. I don't see it myself. What about out west? Because I mean, the series Utah and Clippers starting tonight. Like that one, I would. When you ask me what intrigues me, like that's my. I'm ready to be intrigued by that one. Like, I think that's my most anticipated series right now. Cause I don't know about you. Maybe we want to start on the other side with uh, Phoenix and Denver. I think Phoenix is probably going to win, but it depends on Deandre Aiden and how well he plays. Okay. I really like Denver though. I, okay. I mean, I picked Denver initially because of their size inside. I think it's going to be a problem for Phoenix and their ability to score. But I mean, this is go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off. I guess. Do we think that that Clippers jazz series has the best chance to beat the nets or is there a team in that Phoenix? It's, okay. the, it's I think to be honest with you, I think man, that's a hard one because see, this is the thing. We thought when the, when the Clippers was getting together, they was going to have these two wing players that can go both ways and be able to lock team, teams down. The only reason they beat Luka because he had a pinched nerve and he was out. Of, he, he, he's not in elite superstar shape yet. You know what I'm saying? Also, he has to do too much of the heavy lifting by himself. You know what I'm saying? Because the Porzingis thing isn't going to work. Let's just be honest. It's for, as far as Porzingis being his number two. Yeah, he's coming now, to Chicago. I hope not. If Porzingis is his number four, they cooking with grease. You know what I'm saying? Or even I would say even number three, but really his number four. He needs to be his number four um, or the number four on the team, I should say. Uh, But the the fact that they've had so many problems back to back with Dallas in the playoffs, I know they got past them, but that is is alarming. It seems like they always have to. And this happened last year because of Dallas. They always have to play to their backs to it. And then they get past it the first time and then they have to do it again against Denver. And they, they don't have enough to try to do the same ish against Denver. So against Utah, one you know, that lane isn't going to be the same with Rudy Gobert down there. Neither one of us are, are, are Rudy guys, the Stifle Tower guys, but he's a better player this year than he was last year than he was the year before. You know what I'm saying? With his infectious self. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Got to give him Donovan, that. Yeah, and he's a lob master. You know, he's a better offensive player. He'd never be a guy that you really like clear out the deck and give him the ball, right. but still. Not but even Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's Donovan Mitchell's freaky deaky and his outside shot is getting wetter and wetter by the year. You know what I'm saying? Like that, the comp with D-Wade is one thing, and D-Wade is better, but the fact that he's a better shooting than D-Wade ever was, you know what I'm saying? Like, is like... I love that comp, by the way. I don't know if he's as good as Dwayne Wade, but he has like that same kind of flash and style as Dwayne Wade. Well, I'll give Wade on this one. Wade's a better defender. Uh, than Donovan Mitchell would ever, would ever be. And actually blocker, which is weird to say for a guard. Uh, but what were you about to say? No, I, I really like what you're saying because 
as much as Utah doesn't look like this team with a bunch of scoring options, and that's in today's NBA, you're usually looking for the teams with who's got like Brooklyn, multiple options that you really look at. But I think Utah's dangerous as hell. They don't have enough. Listen, they they, they didn't fall when Mitchell was out. You got Mitchell, you got Gobert as the fourth, you got the the sixth man of the year and Jordan Clarkson putting up twenty something. You got there by Bogdanovich. Yeah, Ingles, Bogdanovich. Dude, I think they straight. You know what I'm saying? Like they're right. not out there. Like they got some 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 dudes over there. And they got a hell of a hell of a coach in Quinn Snyder. Like I said and before. They play I, so big. Like mm-hmm. their size and can really wear Derek favors. Derek Favors, uh, yeah, dude. If you want to go big with them, they can go big with you. Um, but I don't listen, I don't have anybody flat out beating Utah this season. That's just facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have anybody where I'm like, nah, do you right. Utah can't step up to that. Utah has played enough through this year where we could take away that, hmm. No, yeah. they that they legit. You know what I'm saying? They, listen, if Donovan Mitchell is healthy and hot, watch out. All right, I'll tell you that much. Watch that. Watch the hell out. Now, Phoenix and Denver, I'm not saying Phoenix is taking that series, hands down. Because no. that's the point. It's just takes How many one. times did we say that last year with Denver? And how many series? And they made it tough on every single team that they played. And this is without Jamal Murray. But this is the thing. if Listen, if Chris Paul was healthy, I'd be a little bit more like, I'm going to lean towards Phoenix. Man, Chris Paul Schroeder can go out at any damn time. Anytime. And that's another game and a half or a game where he's not right. And maybe the game is overlapping two games. You know what I'm saying? But at any point that shoulder can go out and it takes away their second best player. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely Devin Booker is their best player. But Chris Paul. Well, it takes away the maestro of the offense. Yes, yes, yes. That, uh, the, the, the coach on the floor, the maestro of the offense, the leader. Takes the leader off off, off of the court. Um, and you just can't have him out there when he's not right because teams can sag on him. You know saying? They're not going to play him honest. They're not worried about him necessarily getting to the cup. Um, so I'm not I, – I wish – now, mind you, I wish I can be like Chris Paul and, and, and Phoenix are going deep. You know, I root for Chris Paul to get him, get him one one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's deserving of having one. But I don't know, man, because Denver – nobody thought Denver was going to be able to hold on after Murray went down the way that they held on so far to the third seed in the West. But I you just know what I'm love that the Gordon, Jokic, Porter, that size – that's just going to be a problem for teams. And especially it's like outside of Joker, that's a ton of athleticism that you got to deal with. And they're not a great defensive team, but they find a way to get enough stops and they rebound so well that they really give themselves a chance. I love the versatility of players that they have. It's just, do they have enough punch? If let's say Phoenix, you know, you're getting some of those supporting guys like McCall Bridges and some of these other players. Cause you know, Devin Booker's bringing it. And if Aiton, Aiton to me is the big guy. If he is basically making it a wash with Joker, I don't know how Denver, like it's going to be really tough unless Chris Paul, like you said, unless that shoulder goes out, if he can manage to, stay along the train and DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker are playing that well, it is going to be tough, I think, for Denver to win. I'll say this. Aiden has to prove to me for a series he can go at Joker. Hey, All I'm right. not predicting it. I'm just saying a if he can do it. series of going at Joker. I, I, he can, but can he consistently right. do it? He I has think to Joker's prove that. got his number game, too, personally. Yeah, I think so Joker's I, coming hard. 
And I mean, there's even let's just say if they average the same amount of points, the same amount of rebounds, it's still not putting into the effect that Joker has running the show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Orchestrating everything. Yeah. So like that is still not you know, you have to take that into consideration, too. He he has a lot more on his deck when we're like he's playing Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, basically. You know what I'm saying? The Joker is if we're just using that from the team that those two teams in that series. Um, But yeah, uh, again, I have to see it. Um, I'm leaning towards Denver, but I would love to see the Phoenix Suns pull it off. You know, I root for Monty Williams. I would have had, you know what, real quick, switching over to something else. I want to do coach of the year before we get out of the NBA. Uh, I would have had Monty Williams as my coach of the year, but the problem is Chris Paul. You know, like that's the only reason I would have had him as my coach of the year with, 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 with Tibbs getting it. I guess I'm trying to think who else I would have had that would have, would have would rivaled. Steve Nash even consider? No, no, no. What about Doc? Doc should be a good one. But the problem with Doc, that team was good before. You know what? Who, who won it last year? Um. Oh boy, it wasn't Vogel, was it? Yeah, Vogel won it last year, right? I think Vogel did win it last year. But what about Quinn Snyder? I like That's what him. I was going to say. If Quinn Snyder, I was, that, the point I was going to make, if Quinn Snyder didn't win it last year, is why I asked you because I'm drawing a blank and I shouldn't draw a blank on that. But if if he didn't, with Utah being the number one seed in the West, I kind of feel like perhaps it should have went to Quinn Snyder. But I get the fact that you look at Thibs doing something that no one expected, particularly this year. But and I know they do they they select the the coach of the year and all these awards in the regular season or by the end of the regular season. But for that for that Knicks team to to basically fizzle out in the playoffs like it did, it kind of feels like the proof's in the pudding. He probably shouldn't have won coach of the year. So that would make me go with Quinn Snyder. Follow to be honest with you by. Sorry, it was I Nick probably, Nurse last year. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, because that team played that well. I, I think we had Nick, we had Nick Nurse winning it on our, on the show. Now we love Nick Nurse on the show. We do, we do. But I would I would want Nate McMillan to win it, but he wasn't there long enough. Because that's kind of who I really. I'd that's who I kind of I lean towards Nate McMillan. But if I, just like if I say that, OK, an MVP has to play so many games. I don't know if I could give it to a coach that wasn't there for the entirety of the season, even though he was the, the fulcrum that ch- got them to where they are now because they were out. Dude, remember, I said that Trey Young was my, my dark horse to win the MVP at the beginning of the year. Yeah. That ish looked crazy as hell with what was going on down there until Nate McMillan got his butt down there after Indiana, Indiana. And let him go like it was his fault that you guys only want to have like we want players that's like around the top twenty, maybe uh, two players in that are like from fifteen to twenty five on our team, dude. I, I know this is on a side tangent. Whoever is from 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 Walsh to Pritchard to Bird, whoever is in charge of Indiana at one point, when you have a, a, a Paul George or you have. Uh, I always forget the guy that was the Indiana small four before Paul George and Paul George first came on that was killing. And then he ended up getting hurt. Uh, but th- when you have those type of players, when you have a Sabonis, right, 
at one point, you're going to have to put those that guy and another guy together and go get a stud stud. Now, Paul Pierce has been the closest thing they had when he was there as a stud stud. But you you can't just use these players that are like from luckiest. You you Paul Pierce was in the top. I mean, Paul George was in the top 10 at one point when he was in Indiana. But you, you're going to have to move those guys to get someone that can really be the difference maker to get you guys to the finals because you put it on Nate McMillan. There's only so much Nate McMillan can do when you don't have superstars on your team, man. That's just the truth in the NBA. There's only so much. And he's so great at building a team, getting them to play tough defensively, physically, mentally tough. Like the only thing holding him back is supposedly not winning enough playoff series. So I'm glad he's winning with Atlanta. And I feel like he's a perfect fit for that team. Totally, totally, totally. I'm trying to right now look up because it, it always Danny Granger. I always sleep on Danny Granger. You got to package those cats up. Danny Granger was balling for a quick second yeah. Yeah. Um, before he got hurt. But like you can't I know you fall in love with these guys. But at one point, you have to know the error of your ways. If y'all gonna win a championship, you're going to have to get in a situation with like and this is their, their better run organization. But like what Sacramento did with Chris Webber. You're going to have to trade for Stud Stud and convince him to stay there because he likes the market. And that way you can have plenty of bites at the apple like that Sacramento team did. Some people say they got screwed over by the refs. But in general, they had plenty of bites at the apple. Um, you're going to have to do something like that. But getting back to coach of the year. I yeah, get I Tibbs like Quinn Snyder. I, I, I mean, Tim, like fourth seed, just a fourth seed in the East. It's like you yeah, just said with the, the MVP, top three or less. Or I'm sorry, you have to be three, two, or one within your seeding. Like if you're the fourth seed, I mean, it'd be one thing if let's say they should have been the number one seed, but they lost their best player for the year and they were able to still get the fourth seed. Okay. Maybe then I'd have some kind of conversation with that, but the fourth seed, just because the Knicks aren't dog trash. So that's why Tom Thibodeau gets it. Like well, they were better than that tr- dog trash though. Right? But, but that's what I'm saying. They, they haven't been to the playoffs in 13, so in 13 seasons and 13 seasons. Man. They haven't been to the playoffs. What's the last time you oh, called East Coast one? <sighs> yeah. I had to. I would say it's got to be late '90s, right? Yeah, it has to be when the Bulls they played the Bulls in the, in the finals. Had so, what's Snyder's breaking Bulls. records here? Who cares about New York? And it's in the West too. I know what you're saying. It's in the it's in the West. So, I mean, props to him. Definitely props to him. But hey, it happens, man. You can't get everything the way that you want to get. I mean, good for it. Tom, but I mean, just not deserved in my opinion. So not then on another Tom's part, though. Okay, so another thing. Another thing that last year on here, I remember saying that I don't want my finals without LeBron, at least not to the to the um, to the to the to the the conference finals. Like I I needed to legitimize it, but also I need to see it. Um, I love LeBron James. Let me leave with that. I'm happy he's not here. All right. One, I don't think I didn't think uh, I didn't think lost. I didn't think the, the Lakers could win it at the beginning of the year just because I felt like attrition was going to set in place. Like, it's just, it, it had to. Because one, we all know Anthony Davis and LeBron did what he did last year. So, and you know, he doesn't ratchet it down enough. He doesn't take games off really unless he's injured. So I, even when they were playing well the beginning of this year, people were like, oh, the Lakers are going to run away with it again. I was like, I don't think so. I think it just, to me, it, it, it 
last year was going to be the, the clearest bite at the apple unless they get somebody else in there to make it a big three. If they don't get someone in there to make it a big three, they're not getting to the finals again unless uh, the other team, two other teams are significantly hurt by injuries. I don't know which teams out West, but it's going to take two other teams to have their star player out for the Lakers to pop up with AD's well, injury history. you know they're recruiting already. You know Yeah, it. but I mean, who can you get? I mean, where's the cap? I mean, I don't know if – I don't know their cap uh, ramifications with uh, Dennis Schroeder as far as if he leaves, if that if they ha- still have $80 million there because since they have his rights, they can go – further into the cap you know what i'm saying as far as so i don't i don't know if if oh schroeder leaves they still have a spot where they can they can at least give some star player decent enough money you know 20 million a year you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know how i don't know how that works i I feel like they may be capped out to a certain degree but you would think they should still have a a one last one because usually you can you can run with three but i feel like they sparse that money out when they were filling this team out this past season. So with me, it's fine that Braun's not in there. Now that's not to say I don't want to see Braun in the playoffs and go deep again. Um, but it's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm uh, last year. I think was the, 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 the premier, maybe the season before. And then last year accentuated it was where you started to see like, Oh, and I, I said, we said it on here. The league's going to be fine. They're, they're good. The league is in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Like the NBA is in some pretty darn good hands. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm feeling that you look, you got none of the teams that are in the playoffs, have, in the playoffs right now have been in the playoffs this or made it to the have made it to the finals since the league went to 16 team playoffs. None of these teams, which is great. Well, outside of um, Utah, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, Utah and Philadelphia, Utah and yeah. Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? So. Look, I'm I'm feeling it. It's entertaining. Um, listen, he's out of the playoffs. Looking at that damn closeout game by by uh, the Clippers against Dallas, Luca. Oh, Luca! Like Luca. Oh, Luca. Oh, Luca! Right. Um, the NBA is in some 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 really nice hands uh, moving forward. So it's good to see some fresh faces in there and guys going. And you still have your old guys. You still got KD in there. You still sitting. You have if he's healthy. Yeah, Harden. You know what I'm saying. You still. Yeah, I was going to say Kyrie. Thank you. Um, you still got guys that are, there's a familiarity with. Now even Denver was there last year. Um, Utah was there last year. You know what Chris I'm saying. Chris Paul is uh, one of those familiar names too. Yeah. So and even though usually and he usually gets hurt to the point he can't come back, I love to see him gutting it out the way he is. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm definitely feeling it entertained. I don't need LeBron James. What about you? Yeah, I, um, I echo the same thing again. It, to me, the NBA, it would be so great if we could ever get to the point where you have like, I would say three or four teams in each conference that were legit title contenders. So just kind of seeing new blood, fresh face, fresh faces while still having like a lot of star power and there's a lot of different types of teams out there. I mean, we were just talking about how Utah is different from what the Clippers do. And we know that Philly or Atlanta is going to be completely different than Brooklyn. So, I mean, it's just, it's fun seeing like, it's that boxing, um, whatever you call the styles. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to just see how it kind of breaks down. I just really hope that we get a lot of dramatic series moving forward. 
Real quick side note, speaking of boxing and styles making matches, what was your thought of the Mayweather, um, whichever Paul brother that was? Well, you got to save that for up for grabs. I'm sorry. I didn't know if it was up for grabs. I, I, I apologize. I didn't know. Well, that's I, I, a I disrespected tease. That's you. not an apology. I, I disrespected you up for grabs. That's just all a right. tease right there. That's Getting all back there. to the NBA. Getting back to the NBA. Uh, something. Listen, I talked about it last week. I'm not rooting for the Nets. I love the Nets. I love the players on the Nets. I love KD and James Harden. And I think Kyrie is the greatest ball handler of all time. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you. Uh, now that's just, that's only one skill, not talking about his other skills. Um, but can anybody beat the Nets if they're healthy? And the answer is hell no. You know, when, but that I mean, when you, when you throw that much talent together, you know what I'm saying? What did you think was going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not even, listen, this isn't even, this isn't even LeBron and D Wade where they had to figure out because their skill set is similar, even though D Wade is smaller, um, who, who, whose turn it is or how to play with, with one another. This was Kyrie like, Hey, no, you run the point hard. And I'm, I'll, I'll play off guard basically, but I'm, I'm shooting, right? Like I'm gonna play off guard, but I'm going for mines. Uh, like they're not in the way of each other because of how skilled they are and how high their basketball IQ is. And I'm not taking anything away from the Beatles. Um, but dude, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. And I mean, I just, they haven't even played together. You know what I'm saying? Like the only thing I think is going to hurt the nets is really Kyrie's interest in the NBA in the future. That's when I think about the Nets, I'm like, it really just depends on if Kyrie is. And I, want, I don't even want to say focus on, well, yeah, focus on basketball, focus on other things that he deems important. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's the only thing outside of injuries that I can see stopping the Nets from getting two out of three at least in the next two years. Because if Kyrie is all in, oh, lordy, 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 lordy. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, like that'd be if he was in more than he's in now. Oh, goodness. Right. Like, don't let world peace happen because Kyrie's going to be busting y'all ass from left to right. (laughs) So, no, I don't think anyone can beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's why I wasn't rooting for them. And the, the heavy is the hand. But listen, even with the hand being heavy, it's still so entertaining. And. Sometimes, man, you love seeing the cheat code being administered. That's just the truth of the matter. Sometimes you love. And I think it's listen. special or two with Kevin Durant leading the cheat code, too. It's something yeah. extra with that cheat code. When Kevin Durant's <laughs> the with, extra. with the spice, you see that spice he put <laughs> like on Jay Williams? My style. I was watching. Um, I was watching, I think, the jump today. And they had on low. They had on. Uh, they had on low and they had on RJ. And neither one of them wanted to say anything that was a little bit off-putting about KD because of that heat that he sent Jay Williams' way, right? Like, basically, and if anybody doesn't know, Jay Williams came out and said that he was talking to KD one day, and I'm paraphrasing, and uh, he he mentioned he was comparing Giannis Antetokounmpo to Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant told him, shut your ass up, don't you ever compare him to me. And I'm, I'm just I'm paraphrasing that. And KD came out and said, man, keep my name basically out of your mouth. I never said that shit to your ass, and you, you seeking clout being a reporter now, whatever, something like that. And I, people, you can see people was like, I'm just going to lean off of KD right now. Right. I was just like, I'm just going to, KD is pussy. 
his his troll heat is so high. Somebody asked him. I don't know what the reporter was after the game yesterday. Did you ever see yourself getting back here? And it's like, dude, you know damn well not to ask KD that question, right? Like common sense. <laughs> you know not to say that to him. And he was like, what What do you want me to say? Right? That was his first answer. He said, man, that was two years ago. Like, yeah, like he was about to say, I'm Kevin Durant. Like what he said to Luke <laughs> Andrews, like, what is that? I'm Kevin Durant. It was like, yeah, he is right. He's Kevin Durant, right? Like he's about to drop that on him. And you can't argue with KD because of what he one, you can't argue with KD because of how great he is, but I think sometimes and you look at the physical the physical gifts that he has, and you don't think about the time that he spent in honing his craft to get there like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things you have to give him props to, too. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't have anybody. It's K- if KD is healthy, really, if KD and Kyrie is healthy, they're good to go. Don't let all three. Dude, think about this. Think about what James Harden is going to try to do next year with how he comes into shape, or trying to make one for him. Even we know he deserves it this year. But don't think he's not going to come in and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming for mines next year and doing this. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing, I don't think, outside of them not getting along and Kyrie losing interest that can stop them. And injuries. Injuries always do the first thing off. I mean, this, this is another factor. Steve Nash is going to be a better coach next year than he is this year. Right. Period. Period. As the city girls would say. Well, let's forget this basketball talk. I want NFL speculation now. Let's move speculation. over. Speculation. Uh, what do you want to start? The trade or the madness? Let's get with the trade because he went to the team I didn't want him to go to. What? Yeah, dude. I'm not the Ryan Tannehill dude. First of all, I love Julio Jones. And I would have preferred him, even though Ryan Tannehill is better than this player now, I would prefer to have seen him in the future of Trey Lance because I know that Cal Shanahan was going to get him get him some shots. And you got Greg Kittle right there and Debo Samuels. I would have liked to see him out there, and I would have liked to see him with the Patriots, regardless if it was Cam, if it was Mac Jones. Um, I would have liked to see him and I want to see him places where he can contend for a championship. And first of all, our, like we don't even I don't think their offense is going to be that different from what it was last year as far as how they were with Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but you, I, th- I think I saw something. Chris Tannehill was like 15th in the league in deep passing last year. And these are two of the top deep passing receivers in him and A.J. Brown. And I mean, Julio Jones, I don't know if I said it enough, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Um, I just think I, I see on paper why people like it. But I think the quarterback situation dictates that it's going to be a cap on the success that that team's offense can have. Now, that cap may not stop them from get going deep into the playoffs because you got Derrick Henry back there. And you can't how, – how are you going to play eight in the box with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out there to try to stop Derrick Henry? And the play action is going to be vicious. But still, Ryan Tannehill is the head of the snake. And I – regardless of how well he can play at times, I never look at him as being a guy that we can depend on if things aren't going well to raise his game to elevate the rest of the team. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on uh, Ryan Tannehill because I do feel that way. Uh, I feel like as good as he can be at times, I mean, if you get down to some of these final teams in the AFC, like is he beating Patrick Mahomes? Now, I will say 
the Titans give themselves a really great chance this year if they can stay healthy of being a really good team because of what you just said. That how do you because you know Vrabel is going to run the rock with Henry and you got AJ Brown on one side and Julio on the other side. I mean, that's going to be really tough on defenses because you can't just let them have no help over the top on both of those guys. And like mm-hmm. you said, how are you going to keep eight in the box against Derrick Henry? And we know, we talk about all the time, if you have that commitment to a guy like him in the fourth quarter, you don't want to touch that dude. You don't mm-hmm. want to touch him at all. And if this Titan squad really what held them back defensively was they couldn't really pass rush to save their lives. If they can figure out that, I mean, they just have such a collection of talent I could see them being in an AFC championship game again, maybe not getting to a Super Bowl because they're going to have to go up against baby go, but I could see them getting there because of how complete their team is right now. I'm not saying he was a world beater on that team. And we know he's more of a run stopper than a pass rusher, but even think about this, they don't even have Jadavion Clowney on that team anymore. Just saying from the, on the defensive side of that ball. um, I'm just saying, I think Mike Gray was a a really good coach, um, but I don't know. And the real reason I don't know is, is Ryan Tannehill. You know what I'm saying? Because, I, I, again, I, and I use this player a lot, I think his ceiling – listen, I, I say his ceiling, meaning he's not on this dude's level. I think his ceiling is, is Dale home. You know what I'm saying? Jake mm-hmm. Dale home. I think that's his so ceiling. So do you think I, he could get him to a Super Bowl? I, I, it depends on – it depends on how Kansas City's playing that day. You know what I'm saying? Because any team can get beat. You know what I'm saying? Just to have a bad day, start off bad, and you you have enough of a head start that Patrick Mahomes can't run you down. He doesn't have one of his best games. Um, how, how about if it's the Titans versus the Buccaneers and Dell Home versus Brady, part two? Like I said, it won't be Dell Home. It'll be Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> the, see, the problem the problem would be who do the Titans have to get at Brady, to get him off that spot? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you don't even have to sack him, for but him. you got to get him off. You got to get him off the spot. You got to get Brady moving his feet, not feeling comfortable, and that's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking. That's with two nice ends. You know what I'm saying? Or decent mm-hmm. enough ends, or an end and a tackle. I mean, or end and some some type of yeah, t- some tackle. Like who? Who? When you look at that team, who do they have that you're like, okay, now when you're sending it, because what you're gonna have to send some extra and leave somebody open for Brady. Well, they're hoping to develop some guys, but you're right, nobody's proven there, so it's so, all a giant question mark right now. And I mean, and the crazy thing is, we're talking about a team that basically should be a defensive team that has these elements on the offense because. That's what that's kind of how they're built. They're built to be a run team that uses play action, keeps the ball out of the other team's hands by playing good enough defense. I wonder, are is their defense going to have the other team's offense out there a lot more often? Well, one, have their own offense out there, I should say, a lot more often because there's a, there's three and outs and leave their offense out there too long. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the que- that's one of the things that I'm just worried about and looking and seeing like is this necessarily going to work? I would have wanted to see Julio go somewhere where their hand is fuller, looking at all the free agents that New England brought in, plus the coaching, looking at the fact that the 49ers weren't healthy last year, plus the coaching. Looking at even if you were trying to wind and dine, and I'm not saying he's going to come back there, and we're going to talk about in a second, Aaron Rodgers, and then you you bring him in there with the with the quarterback and the coaching in the floor. Like these are some of the places that I would have loved – 
to see Julio end up. Tennessee, a city that I love, that I planned on going to school and rooting for the Titans. Not saying I was going to put them over the Bears, but I had a, I had a huge Titan hankering uh, when they first came in. Aaron McNair to, to, for me. Aaron McNair, you know what I'm saying? Going back to Warren Moon, but Aaron McNair. So I was I'm, I was the Oilers guy that went with him, basically. Um, so I'm just – so I'm not rooting against him because I like the organization. I, should, I even like Guppy back in those days, right? I wanted him to come back and coach the Bears, but uh, Pauls, I'm good. But um, and, and Fisher. But um, no, I just think he should have went someplace else. Now, the thing is, another team may not want him. And plus, with those players recruiting him, he may have felt like this was his best option. Um, but I, I would have liked to see him go someplace else. Or, or you know what? I may have wanted to see what that, that – uh, and I know they couldn't afford him – what that Falcons offense was going to look like with him, Pitts, and Roll Tide Riley. So mm. – it's just when when I knew kept here I, I, when I first heard Tennessee was a team I was like man then it was the Fort Niners then last week he went back to Tennessee and I was like ah oh, it's gonna be Tennessee and it's just like I didn't I, I want I want to see it with somebody uh, first of all a coordinator I don't know this coordinator that they have now um, I, I want to see him with a coordinator that slash coach offensive coach that I knew can help him even flourish in his his latter years of his career Julio Jones yeah I, I'm with you the. Hearing the news, Julio to Tennessee wasn't very exciting. I think it, it really helps Tennessee, but I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders out of the AFC. I still, I think like the two AFC championship teams from a year ago and the Chiefs and the Bills more than I like the Titans. But uh, it, it, hey, don't forget the Browns. You got to, yeah, we're talking yeah, about defense. Talent, about talent. defense. I'm not even talking about offense. Look at the defense now. To Miles ship. Garrett. Javion Clowney, you got Craig Newsom now going against with Denzel Ward on the other side. Like, dude, all right, like that. That's 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 looking. And I'm not even the Browns, dude. I don't believe in the Browns because uh, yeah, I think right. I, it's Baker. To me, it's always on Baker. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what type of Baker you're gonna get? But um, still, talent wise, they're not even in the realm of the Browns. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see because I think they have a formula that could be very effective. They got to make sure that they can execute that formula. And uh, we both have our doubts about that. And this is another thing. Let me let me finish it with this. Speaking about the Browns, the the um, the Titans have the better running back in Derrick Henry. But when you have Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, look what Chubb did coming back from injury Chubb's last really year, good. right? So you got two. So if one gets one of them was injured last year, and look how well they play with just Kareem Hunt, right? Right. What the hell do you do if Derrick Henry goes down? Because he's a running back. I love him, roll tide. I love him. He's a running back, you know, and a physical running back. What happens when that 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 DB takes that angle in at, at his leg, just out of fear that he's not going to get stiffed on into hell? You know, what I'm saying or next week. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot depends on your running back. Like how many teams in the NFL right now offense is predicated based solely off of one running back in the running game. Not to say they don't, they don't need the running game where it's factored right. in, but it's based off of one. Like you look at the 49ers, dude, they'll throw anybody ass back there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Kyle Shanahan's going to get some, he's going to, it's just like his father did in Denver, right? You'd be like, who was that guy just ran 4,000 yards, right. right? Like, it's like that. But you, you, when you're talking about 
is predicated on one sole running back being the feature. Not like we got a tandem, you know, whatever. You asking a lot, and it's a lot. They've taken a lot. Listen, he trains his ass off in the offseason, but Derrick Henry's taking on a lot, too. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. That's a great point. Uh, if they had maybe that second complimentary piece, there's one thing. But, yeah, if Derrick Henry goes down, you start really worrying because you can't put it on Ryan Tannehill to do it. Mm-hmm. How about Green Bay? I'm so sick of this. This this has been the lowest hanging fruit of all hanging fruits. We ain't got oh, nothing I to talk it. about. I Not us. Loved it. We ain't got nothing to talk about. Let's talk about Green Bay. Um, Come dude, on, Jordan this, Love with the ones does nothing. Jordan Love, wait, Jordan Love with the on, ones? A, on a fourth down reportedly sales sales a pass like. Why did you trade up for him, dude? I know. Like, I'll never understand. <laughs> I'm, and listen, I wanted. I think I want the Bears to get Jordan Love, but it was because I'm I'm quarterback thirsty here in Chicago, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dude. I in the didn't desert. like him as a prospect, to be honest. Like I okay. could see him becoming good, but he wasn't a Remember, guy I was drooling over. But our guy, that was the comp with Trey Lance. Yeah, was Jordan? But he was no Trey Lance in my world. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, dude, I mean, man, you could have saved all this. I get trying to jump on it early, dog. You knew that you had three more years at least before you're supposed to draft a quarterback. Three, because of how I don't care. You knew physically how well that your quarterback could play. To trade up, that's the kicker. That's like if he's on the clock, okay. Hey, we really like this guy. We should really wait till next year before we draft one, but he's here right now. Okay. Not, oh, Indy's about to take him. We better go. Mm-hmm. Dude, so um, listen, just get over. No, no. Sit there and stay pat, stand pat. All right. Um, first, see if he comes to training camp. And yeah, then see that's, if he comes. That's the day. Because yeah. I guess you know the rules with the CBA. They can start the, the, the mandatory camp starts in about. Well, what, they could find could, him right now. Yeah, that's what they, they can find him, but they're so, probably not going to. But oh, you don't want to do training that. Training camp, you have to. It's in the CBA. You have to find the player, non-negotiable. You have to find them fifty thousand a day for not being there. Um, listen, you can test this market if you want, but you know this ain't the man for you to kind of do that to. You but does it seem saying. like Aaron is like, like he's trying to get out? It just seems like he doesn't want to be there. He's not really trying to get out. What makes you think he's not trying to get out? Well, it's more so like there's no reports on trades. There's no real communication on anything. But, it doesn't but it's Aaron, like, listen, he's he's talked. His agent has talked to teams about a chronic group chat and chronic. People have gone through back channels to talk to his agent. Will he want to play it? Because you got to find out if he wants to even come there before you try to make a deal for him. So best believe, dog, don't think Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke being the, still the quarterback oh, yeah. in Denver. Denver, I understand, but you're not hearing yeah. about anybody you else. You don't think Chucky has went and inquired about that? Hey, especially, especially do they even have I, the assets? They don't even want the quarterback there. I'm just saying. So, I mean, I think, listen, I, I think there's more than just naming those two teams, uh, sure. teams that have, you know what I'm saying, sit there. Well, sat look there at Miami. Why wouldn't you give up, like, 
everything uh, with the draft picks, the young players, and get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I got to find nice out, though. Package right there. I got to find out if two, what two is about before I make that move, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to get two one more season to disprove that we well, made it's okay. a mistake. They probably aren't going to trade Aaron Rodgers till next year. Which would be a mistake. It would be a mistake. Don't get as much because you know what? Next year, it's going to be a little less. Let's say it's going to be a huge drop. It's going to be a little less, a little more than a little less. Because probably right now, you can at least get two ones or something else. And by something else, I mean like a two. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can get three ones with his age, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't be hurt if you got three ones. But um, you can get two ones. And next year, you may be able to still get two ones. You may be able to get a one and a two or two ones and nothing else or something that's not as like getting a second round pick. Um, why? Well, listen, why have that? floating around this team that's going to have a younger quarterback starting, right? Going to have has players in the locker rooms that say we're behind Aaron, right? Um, but going to have a disgruntled, probably uh, right receivers room because you're going to have Jordan Love in there instead of Aaron Rodgers. Also, let me just say the right receivers, the, the defensive players who look at themselves as being on the team that can contend and go to a Super Bowl, that's out the window now. It's like, hey, I'm yeah, here the before. The players that know that they're not that good of a defense if they don't have the quarterback. Hey, you know, now we got to be out there for real, for real, right? <laughs> um, Bring so Aaron that, back now. Dude, I mean – I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't Carson Palmer this. You know what I'm saying? Be, the crazy thing about the Carson Palmer thing is we knew he wasn't coming back. So what you waiting for then? You know what I'm saying? I mean, now if you want to prove a point, I get, listen, only quarterbacks have this leveraging. Carson Palmer doesn't have the leverage that Aaron Rodgers had. You know what I'm saying? But only QBs really, maybe some rare skill players, you know what I'm saying? Or a crazy ass uh, old tackle, you know what I'm saying? A D end. Of just crazy, you know, somebody on the trenches is pretty much nowadays. It's like quarterback or like, yeah, unless we're talking like Aaron Donald, like the best player at your position, Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Like, Like, that's about you're not gonna be like uh, uh, edge rusher seven. Really? Right. Like the only reason they're going to get rid of you is they don't want to pay you. They might not even be able to. Right. Get they, just don't wanna pay. they just don't want to pay. Like they'll look at you as far as the coin that you're collecting. Like, all right, I'm going to move off of Chandler Jones right now because I don't want to pay him like New England or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But right. as far as like, I'm going to let you hold me hostage. No, nah, but dude, but there, there's just why have that storyline why have that storyline going circulating the entire season and just at what's Aaron, Aaron, Aaron having pictures of him on Jeopardy or in Hawaii or wherever the hell he's going to be on set of his, his girlfriend's uh, series. Like why even and, and the questions, the questions, the questions, LaFleur is always going to have to do it. Listen, what do you think, man? But what if Aaron was here? Like, it's just, you know what you, you messed up Gooding Cause you, you messed up. You know what I'm saying? You thought, he was going to have a have a precipitous decline, and you could sit there and, and just insert this player here, which this player doesn't even seem like he may be the guy in, in, in Jordan Love. And he, I don't care if you told Aaron Rodgers, he still was going to be pissed off. Um, but dude, you you messed up, and now you got to live with it. You you said what you wanted to do. You no, you didn't say. You showed us what you wanted to do. Now do it, right? Like do it. It's a year earlier. You thought. You would wait maybe to, to 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 the third season of Jordan Love and then put him out there. And Rogers like do it in a second. I dare you. 
right? And Jordan Love, I'm going to get out your way. He also is doing Jordan Love a solid. He's like, man, listen, I'm going to get out your way, bro. It's on you. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Deuces. Dude, dude, like, dude, it's to me, Gunica's, he, 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 he screwed the pooch. You know what I'm saying? It just, you screwed the pooch, man. You can't have an all-time great. This isn't like Dan Marino atrophying his, his, his calf muscle. Uh, the, the, the Jags slaughtered that last year, and you're throwing him out with the baby in the bathwater. This right here is still one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. And you're gonna do like the and freaky. It's not even just it's not it's a guy that can still get it with his legs. Yeah. Gunica's man, you I, I know organizationally. Salute you know, to that I mean, man. Yeah, salute, salute to you. that man. If you if you if you broke the Chicago curse, <laughs> it's always gonna be some love for you in the south side and the north side. In Wrigleyville. I mean since that encompasses everything <laughs> in Wrigleyville. All the neighborhoods. Everybody asked me where I live. Like Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville <laughs> South. Get you some. You've been in the South Side too long. You missed the memo on that one. Oh, yeah. No, it, all, the, all the neighborhoods. We encompass all the neighborhoods. Really? Really? Boy, if I went up there in the 70s, I would have bust my head open. I can say that for Bridgeport, too. But, oh, uh, really? Oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, that, that right there. Nah, man, I, I'm not feeling it. But you know what? Is it about that time? It's about that time. All right, everybody. Ryan B. Ski, brother, take us up for grabs. A little more Aaron Rodgers Packers talk, I guess. Uh, the Seahawks were talked about as a team reportedly interested in Julio Jones. They came to mind for me. And the Packers were that team that made a lot of sense for Julio because it would be an olive branch for Aaron Rodgers. So if you have to pick, who do you think is the biggest Loser by not acquiring Julio Jones, the Seahawks or the Packers? That's a good question. You know what? I'm going to say the Packers because one, let Russ cook. Not to say that, that you know, Russ wouldn't have been, he would have been Souffleing up there and Souvian, right? You Souffleing and Souvian at the same time. Ooh. But uh, the thing is, they need help on their defense and offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the, the reason why, but we've seen how well, and I, I, the, Green Bay has a, a, a good receiving core. Let me say not nice. Green Bay has a good receiving core. They always have a, a, a kind of nice receiving core, even though after the top receiver, you kind of don't know the other guys. <clears throat> we know them in the division, but you don't know, may not know them nationally. Um, but we've seen with, with Lockett, what you can do out there with with Metcalf and uh, who else? No, Curse retired, but they got another. They got another receiver out there. I can't put my name on their third receiver out there. I think they had. I think three of their receivers went for a thousand this year or something like that, or close to it, right? But yeah. if you if you put him with Green Bay, this is why they lost. Even if like one, maybe maybe it's another. It's an olive branch to bring Aaron Rodgers back, right? Okay, cool. You got Aaron Rodgers back, and you got Julio. Your offense is unstoppable, right? But Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Now you've simplified the game for Jordan Love because you got Devontae Adams on one side and Julio Jones on the other with the rest of those receivers, right? And so, exactly. So to me, it's Green Bay because he could have either helped Aaron Rodgers stay or help Jordan Love grow faster. I like that. 
I I think I would go with the Packers too. But I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Just like we were talking about Gutekus a minute ago, like. Well, you don't want to make your star quarterback happy. They could easily bring you a Super Bowl this year. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. You would think you'd want to make that guy happy. And that makes just a lot of sense. Like you said, it would help out Jordan Love. You have the room for it. You don't usually make the big splashes like this. So I think that they could get it done. And, you know, if you're really planning on trading away, um, Aaron Rodgers, are you really that concerned about giving up draft picks for Julio Jones right now? Especially when next year you're looking at trying to get a giant haul. So I like that answer a lot. It makes no sense to me why the Packers are just so interested in moving on from Aaron Rodgers. They don't like him. He doesn't like them and they don't like him. And it's like, let's let's jump ahead of it. Plus, we can get out of that that quarterback uh, that huge quarterback contract and try to win on a rookie deal, but their rookie ain't ready for a second year player. Good luck, good luck in quarterback wilderness. We've been there a it's lot. That's a different world. Long, long wilderness run that we were in. Wait, now, when you come out of the woods for a while, you forget how dangerous it is in there. Oh, I can see. Right, right. You get sunlight. <laughs> there's nice meadow with water streaming down. A nice spring. <laughs> Birds tweeting and whatnot. Like, oh and then God. when uh, God tells you, "Hey, go back into the wilderness," you're just oh. like, "Oh, okay, that's no big deal." One How day you know? you're like, "Get me back! Get me Wait, out of here!" Why do you have on those fig leaves? How did you find out you were naked, <laughs> Green Bay? <laughs> ah, ex- exit, exit. So yeah, definitely. What's what's up next? Well, there wasn't an exit of a fighter out of the Mayweather versus Logan Paul. They uh, went to decision, but it was an exhibition, so no actual decision when, you know, clearly Mayweather wins, big deal, whatever. But You watched this too. Yeah, but uh, more so it's like, what if you had to pay, which I did not. I, I mean, I, I, to me, I don't trust those sites you guys were using, so it was just like, I'm, I'm good. And also... I just didn't need to watch it because I knew it was trash. But do you think that there's is the value gone in these boxers versus celebrities thing? Like, can can they maybe come up with something more interesting? Because that was a pretty terrible fight. I mean, boxing needs whatever it can get to bring it to the front page. But I mean, this isn't how you challenge MMA. You know what I'm saying? Because what, why the reason why the UFC is number one is they put the fights together of who you want to see. You know, and boxing, if boxing did that, regardless of if consistently MMA would be number one, then boxing pay-per-views would blow that ish the fuck out the water if you had the top fighters fighting four times a year. You know what I'm saying? Where... Mm-hmm. Crawford versus whoever Spence or whoever you're waiting for Crawford to see the 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 Joshua uh, and and uh, uh, Wilder Joshua and the Gypsy King Gary. you know like uh, yeah Canelo and moving like well, if you had these fights and they, they, they you don't have to have necessarily those boxers fight the top contender three times out of the year, maybe twice, but really just once, but you could use the other weight classes or the other boxers within that weight class to put another big time boxing match out. They should have four seasonal, huge fight cards 
every year, period. Guys, it's like, dude, somebody's going to get hurt, and we want to – I don't necessarily mean hurt, but these are the two best, and we want to see it, or it's a rematch, and it's a rematch that deserves these guys coming together. Um, So it helps, but it doesn't help in the way that us real boxing fans want. But boxing needs more than just us real fans. But they wouldn't need – you always want to have a new and growing fan base with the younger generations. I mean, we go back – 80 years with boxing, baseball, and horse racing was the biggest thing in the country. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you were listening to them issues on radio, damn near. But uh, so, no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Kid. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I had very little interest in seeing it. Um, I mean, just looking at the highlights and how Jake Paul, whatever Paul, Logan Paul, Logan was just whatever, was swinging. Uh, just swinging, and I mean, being bigger than Floyd, cool, but then Floyd basically KO'd him and held his ass up. I'm happy for, listen, I'll say this. Uh, Floyd was truthful when he said, I'm the best legal bank heist in the, in, in, in the ever. He, it's facts, right? Came in, got a clean 20, probably more than that. That's just off of pay-per-views. We don't know what else. He was saying he's going to get 100 mil off this. Okay, which is, listen, for, listen, for, he didn't even really have to fight to come in and grab 100 mil. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that's dope. And I'll say this. He didn't stifle. Uh, the best part about it, being a hustler, he didn't hurt the other hustler. Because Floyd could have he could have came in and just stopped the Paul kid, right? Like, I don't care how much bigger this kid is. You saw what happened when he caught him behind the ear right there, right? Like, he could have stopped this kid easy, but that kid can still go on with his hustle and continue. And that's that's what they came to an agreement on. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jake Paul's like, I'm at the beginning. Floyd's like, listen, I'm going to help. Because one, Floyd helps him because he brings more wellness to this fighter, right? The same way that Manny Pacquiao helped Floyd. Now, Floyd was the, the, the clearly the biggest the biggest talent draw at the time that Manny fought him. You know what I'm saying? Manny, not Manny. And I don't mean Manny. I actually mean Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya was the was the bank, but Floyd Mayweather was the talent bank, right? Um, but you know, shout out to Floyd for pulling it off. I'm not just dis- I'm not discounting what he did. I mean, he's ret- also he's retired, so him doing exhibitions or whatever. Ali was fighting sumo wrestlers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like him doing that stuff is fine to me. You know what I'm saying? Because he already was one of the greatest fighters of all time. I'm not even dissing Floyd for doing it. Shout out to Floyd for coming in, getting the bag and jumping out. Um, but as far as boxing and see, Floyd isn't Floyd isn't the problem with boxing, but he was because even when he was in control and he was basically his own, uh, um, um, his own promoter, he wasn't taking those fighters when he knew that they could get them. You know what I'm saying? He got in on Canelo early, got that money and waited to get in on Manny. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, Totally dissing him for that. You know, I would I would have loved to see him and Manny four years earlier. You know what I'm saying? Um, but when still, it was supposed to. But yeah, but, a cheater. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I can't I can't knock some of Floyd, some of Floyd's concerns about Manny moving up in those weight classes and still being able to just hey, knock that out, and especially being caught multiple times after the initial fight. So um, yeah, I mean that that's my feeling. It's just it's not it's not for me. 
but I'm not knocking anybody who necessarily watches it, but I wasn't going to pay for it. And I didn't think I wasn't going to pay for it. And I didn't think it was that important that I need to risk catching any type of malwares on my, uh, on my laptop <laughs> to, to put it on there. As soon as you was like, you need an ad block. I was like, that's it. I closed my computer. As soon as you typed that, you put that in the text group. I closed. I said, nah, man, I ain't even doing it. Right. Like it's not, I don't even care, bro. I'm, I'm good. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? This is what about a, D's site. D might not have needed uh, an ad block. I know, I know for his, you needed it too. He just did. He, no, he keep no, but Bob he keeps an ad blocker on his computer though. He keeps okay. an ad blocker prompt ready to go. So I was I was good off that one, man. I, it was it was fine for me. But you, I like that I, idea that uh, you have the four fight card, seasonal fight card. Like I would love to see stuff like that. Boxing, yeah, you something in my face. Great. Listen, Canelo is the guy Cinco de Mayo. You build the card off of him, and you just and when Canelo ages out, you do it off the next great Mexican fight. Like you can, there's so many different ways to do this that it should right. come on now. Everybody, and I like your idea. Great. It doesn't have to be like rematches and championships. Maybe it's you know uh, Canelo versus some whoever, but then the rest of the card is introducing us to the future. Yes, I mean it's dude. If they did it right, man. Boxing won't wouldn't be what it was even in the eighties, you know. Yeah, even in the eighties, even go to the nineties when you still had some heavyweights. Um, it wouldn't be that, uh, but it it would be big, especially yeah, when we live fun. in a, especially when we live in a world since we can t- we can we can um we can we can purchase everything or consume everything a la carte. It would be appointment viewership that you everyone's uh, we're stopping for this. You're not you're not going to watch this when you when you get a chance to watch it. You're going to watch it with us because it's so big. You want to watch it. You, you know put what that saying? thing so, on around Fourth of July. You tell me mm-hmm. a ton of people wouldn't just want to. You know, hey, the barbecue's going. Let's get the fights hey, on. Let's get the fight. Yeah, let's get the fight. Like, dude, it's it's do if you if you put the matches on, especially if you if you do this for about three years, man, boxing is going to be bigger. And the only reason this is big is because of a point they need uh, uh, networks need appointment viewership. So like now how they're trying to they're trying to re-ingratiate hockey into everything, which is like so ESPN and TNT. They're doing that because even though hockey's a niche sport, at least they have people that tune in because everyone's consuming stuff like they like when when people and this I'm not putting us on any type of level. But when people take this in, they're going to take this in whenever the hell they want to take it in. Right. No, no, no. We need sponsors. That we, so we need to have something that we can get a couple million people to watch, if not more than that, regularly so that we can sit here and pay off these television contracts and things of these nature and so on and so forth. The same would be for boxing, but it'll be even bigger because you don't have it on as often and the pay-per-views will be through the effing roof. It's just it's too many money grubbers, man. It's holding everything up um, that they, 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 you need. You need some type of Dana White. They need a commissioner. Boxing needs a commissioner. It'll never happen because um, it should have happened so long ago. But they're doing a disservice to the splendid science. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it'd be so cool. Just even just thinking about that, like Fourth of July fights. Let's go, dude. Dude, don't get it twisted. It'd be it. It would be crazy. You know, I mean, dog. You already got three fights right now that you can build. Uber cards off of from the heavyweight division, right? Right. You How from, often do you from, get that? From from Deontay Wilder to to uh, to uh, um, um, Fury and Wa- Fury. Joshua. Thank you, Fury Fury Wilder, right? Uh, uh, Joshua of Fury, 
Wilder, Joshua, right? And that's not even to mention the rematches between Joshua and Wilder and Joshua and Fury, right? Because right. we've already gotten to the third one with Wilder and Fury. But so that dude, that's 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 five cards right there that you could build off of, right? Like it's it's just it's too easy, right? I mean, even with that, that could be a card, but then you could sit there, they could do those fights within the next two and a half years. So then you could have fights built off of Jamal Crawford, you know, Ariel, like there's too many hey, guys. How about get creative even? Canelo. Like, if you, if you want to have a celebrity boxing match, throw it in the card. If you want to get true. eyes yeah. on viewers. Even, even with that, great point. Great, great point. You know what I'm saying? That be, that's the under, listen, that's to set you up. Depending on now, if there's some celebrities you really want to see, you may move it further towards the, the main event. But still, well, like, like you, let's say you had Fury Joshua as the main, and then underneath that, Paul Mayweather or something like that, and then underneath that, you got a bunch of great like fights of up and coming fighters, and then I'm, you're just you I'm get with, everything I'm, in that car. I'm, I'm I'm with you, um, but the thing I'm with you, and they still need to get viewers who don't necessarily care about boxing in. But even without that, it would be huge. But your point is valid. It would bring in even more viewers. It's got people that will watch it and perhaps see these these professional fighters. But now I want to diss what the, the Pauls are trying. But these guys that have been doing it for a decade or more as far as the Golden Glows and you know all that, to see these guys and to fall in love with boxing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, but it's 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 pie in the sky, man, because it'll never yeah. work. Boxing should have done this a how, long time ago. How beautiful boxing is as a sport itself. Right. Yeah, like, dude. I, people just really don't remember or know anymore. Well, they don't care, but yeah, it's unfortunate to say the least. But you know what? We always appreciate it. We'll probably be back with a flip uh, this upcoming week and I'll uh, be back with the show. Um, definitely make sure you don't do any crazy thing before you hear from us again. Uh, make sure you stay hydrated as it stays humid outside. Um, and man, just take care of your business, man. You know, don't, it's hard. Sometimes you fall down, but pick your sorry ass back up. <laughs>